0: been forever you guys we are back we're back we took a little bit of a holiday break you know you know rest recoup
1: yes get aligned with the new year Mm -hmm. yeah all that stuff hopefully you were too
0: Yeah, yeah i think so did you do any like new year's resolutions or anything i actually didn't
1: yeah it's it's kind of surprising i i think this year I know there's a lot of good things in the pipelines. I'm hopeful for things, um, but I was just so exhausted from the last year that I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to go to sleep <laughs> and I'm going to wake yeah. up and it's going to be a new year. And I I don't like, at least this time around, I didn't want to get wrapped up in the resolutions just because... Um, there's just a lot that I'm trying to to do on a day-to-day basis and hold myself accountable to. And so I didn't want to fall down that rabbit hole of like, okay, and now I got to go to the gym this many mm-hmm. times a week or anything like that. Um, I'm just going to steadily work on the things that I've been steadily trying to work on for the past like mm-hmm. handful of months. So trying to give myself a
0: little bit of grace there, but yeah. What about you? Yeah. I didn't do any resolutions. I, I'm not usually someone who does it all the time I didn't Mm. I didn't start doing like resolutions until the last two years Mm. two or three years but even then they're not like typical resolutions they're more of like affirmations that I'll do instead Mm. so I do like you know new year's affirmations but this year I didn't even do that I just wrote down like one thing I want to grow towards Mm. Because I think you're right that it's, like, so overwhelming to think about, yeah. like, and this, yeah. and this, yep. and I also want this. And um so this time I focused it more towards, like, inner growth, and mm-hmm. mine was I'm at peace with myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I but, like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and And the great thing about it is that it can look like so many different things. So yep. you don't have to, yeah, worry about the gym or worry mm-hmm. about, like saving or worry about like all these mm-hmm. typical things. You can just whatever inner peace looks like yeah. for you. And yeah. that changes every day. Yep. And you got your energy cleansing too. I sure did. And mm-hmm. so did my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But like <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, um here we um we have the shop. Okay, I'm just gonna spill the beans just where our location it. is. We're in Denver, Colorado <laughs> <laughs>
1: cats out of the bag. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: um, um so we live in Denver and there's this really cool shop, shout out to Ritual Craft. Mm-hmm. They have not only are they like a witchy store, but they also have like really cool um they have a school mm-hmm. and they are really good about having classes consistently but also a wide variety of classes, which I really like. Um And they especially have classes that are in Coranderismo, which is like what I studied when I used to live back in New Mexico. That's my ancestral sort of connection. And they had 2024 New Year's limpias, which are energy cleansings. And I got there 10 minutes before it was going to start. And the line was already out the door. It was so crazy. And like, I feel like Guaranterismo didn't start getting popular until the last like couple years, mm-hmm. so I thought it was still fairly like kind of underground sort of healing scene. But everybody and their mother literally was there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, I, I chickened out. I'm like, I can't wait. It was, totally. it was cold, and I'm just like, I get just the what the highly sensitive person that I am I'm like oh I'm overwhelmed with these people and there's a lot going on and you you guys didn't get seen until like what like an hour and a half yeah it was kind of crazy so yeah
0: yeah I I, yeah it was like by the time you got there I think it was already like kind of down the side of the building Mm -hmm. outside so it was really intense and I definitely felt that too of like yeah there was, it was very chaotic and, and no fault on the healers. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what numbers wise, how many people they were anticipating to go, but, um, it was really hard because yeah, they also started a little bit late. And so, and I was also kind of stressed because my partner, he had to go to a gig Mm -hmm. like right after. So we were trying to, you know, we got there at 1250 and he had to like, he was stressing out the whole time because yeah. he's like, "I need to get home." And we took a car together, but I was really like, "Well, I want to do this." Yeah. yeah, so it was so stressful. Um, but I'm glad that we did it, and um, I cried. Mm.
1: Oh, that's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I it was really good, and especially to be around, um, like healers and stuff like that which it felt so much like home Mm -hmm. and reminded me of New Mexico but it was really hard too um because I mean I won't dive into it like all that much but like I used to do curandarismo and practice it and study it and I was in an apprenticeship but um my teacher had flaws mm. as humans do. Mm-hmm. And so I left the apprenticeship before I could finish walking all of the directions. So I only got to two directions before I decided to leave the apprenticeship. Um, and then I stopped practicing cause I just felt really ashamed or I felt like if I was going to do, like if I was going to practice it, that like some cosmic energy was going to punish me or smite mm-hmm. me or something mm-hmm. for doing that. Um, So to be there around and like to be fully accepted and embraced, like when you get into the room and when they cleanse you, it's like you're around all these people who are singing and dancing Mm. and doing their rattles and playing their drums. And they were all just so warm and welcoming Mm. that I got so overwhelmed Mm -hmm. because I was in my apprenticeship and in a sense got like rejected by my community. Mm. And so to be in this community again and be fully accepted and embraced was like so overwhelming for me. Yeah. Um, so it was good. That's beautiful though.
1: I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great way to start the year. And I, I was like, cause I brought my mom with me in our attempt to try to try to do it as well. And, um, (laughs) I was just like, why would they do this on a Saturday? I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, it's already busy. It's already the weekend. They're already going to be busy. Um, And so I was over here just thinking about the operations of it. I'm like, oh my gosh, like they're doing it for four hours straight. This line is probably not going to get any shorter. And how do these healers, how do they keep up that energy the entire time? And like, so I'm just thinking about all of this and I just felt like this is like some superhuman kind of capabilities to be able to offer that. I mean, and I don't
0: know if they had a rotation of healers, um, they had quite a few. Once okay. I got into the room, I saw that there was probably like maybe 15 of them. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so, so it
1: wasn't like just one, it wasn't like a handful of people for four yeah. hours. It was a rotation. So that's good. But it's just, um, it, yeah, it just blows my mind where I'm like, why not do this? Like, I don't know. And maybe it was like a, a scheduling thing with getting all the healers there, but, um, you know, I just I just became so overwhelmed, and and that's why I have a hard time with those kind of things because and it's the same um, kind of reaction and experience that I had when my husband and I were honeymooning in Italy. Like we go to Vatican City, and I get so excited because I'm like, Yay! Finally, I get to experience these things in person, and I get to, you see it up close there's so many people and it's just, they're like, they're like hurting you like cattle. And like, you can't actually take the time to have like a personal relationship with any of the things you're interacting with. And, um, and so I said to my husband so many times during that trip, I'm like, I just, I'll just open up a textbook and I'll just look (laughs) at this picture and I'll just spend my time, you know, one-on-one with this. And, um, it almost kind of ruins it for you. And so it's like, how can we, um, it'd be awesome to, to have those kind of things be more common so that when they do happen, it's not like everyone and their mom are just like literally me and my mom, you know, um, are flooding, you know, to these, this one place that's offering it. Like, how can we, and it's probably because we are in Denver and we're not in a place, you know, like, you know, you're from New Mexico and, um, it's just like in a, an environment that we're in now, like, okay, how could we find other options and have it not be um like this this one time a year and everyone is having to be there and you're just so many people and and having like this rotation of like okay you only have this amount of minutes and it just kind of takes away from the entire experience but that's what I get worried about but I'm really really glad that you were able to experience it though and like leading up to it stressful chaotic but then getting into that space and having a completely different reaction of like oh my gosh like i'm i'm connected i am um i am wanted i am um a part of this community and i think that that says a lot about the healers that were there and who you know um ritual craft who they decide to work with so i think overall i think that's that's the way it should be given the (laughs) I mean, not the chaos part of it, but like when you step into that space, you know that you're, you're doing with good, genuine people that just, they're there for a reason and you're there for a reason. So I think that's, that's amazing.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, it's definitely not like, um, yeah, it's not like the perfect, like most perfect system in order to get the healing. And everybody's so individual. And I think it's like, um, Yeah. And I think that's why it's important to like see healers one-on-one because I've done group healing sessions like that, which I think that's been on the more extreme side, you know, where you're like in and out within like two minutes or three Mm -hmm. minutes or whatever. Um, And I've also done like one-on-one limpias and it both have been very emotional for me, but I think you can energetically ease in and out of it more into the like sacred space more when it is one-on-one or when it is smaller groups because it can be very um shocking for the energetic body to Mm -hmm. just like yeah be like in and out and all of that yeah um but I also know that like it's hard when it's a free community thing because that's what used to happen or still does happen with community healers across the world and across Mexico with curander, uh, like curanderismo that people will line up and just wait hours and hours just to be seen yeah. by healers. So it's a pretty common thing, but, um, it just makes you think of like, yeah, like when you go to your primary care doctor and how they only see you for like 10 minutes, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and, um, you're waiting in the room for like 20 minutes mm-hmm. already. And yep. yeah. yeah. And so it's not a perfect system, but I'm glad that these resources are available yeah. and um, that this type of healing is gaining traction because I think it is really nice that it's accessible. Because yeah. when we think about like other indigenous healing, it's not very accessible, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which understandably so. And there's different like reasons for that. But to have ancestral medicine Be accessible to the general public is like, yeah, a really nice thing.
1: Yeah, it really is.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing your experience. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but this episode we're talking about Aries, so a little bit of a shift. We just had to do a quick recap of you know with the new year, but exactly (laughs) yes. Um. And we also pulled a card for it, which I think is very perfect for Aries because Aries is a fire sign. <laughs> and we pulled the King of Wands, uh, which is like the epitome of fire, um, fire energy. And I'm using today the Santa Muerte um, deck. And I'm trying to figure out who the artist is. Uh, Fabio Listrani, Yeah, I think that's the the creator of this deck. But it's a beautiful deck mm-hmm. if you want to look at it it's all it really is it's very um skeleton-y you know (laughs) (laughs) which I you know some people's relationship to death and mortality is very different Mm -hmm. for everyone but I always like this deck because it's just so like dramatic and theatrical Mm -hmm. but We've gotten the King of Wands quite a bit. Yeah. So to have it again, I think it was kind <laughs> of hilarious, especially since we've been using different decks mm-hmm. and we keep doing this, but I think that's a really great sign because it shows that we're on the right track. You know, wands is fire energy, it's passion. And when you have it as a King that shows the mastery of that. Mm-hmm. And I think it shows the success of your passion project, Mm -hmm. the success of your creativity actually being put forth into the world Mm -hmm. and it being received well Mm -hmm. to the point where you can now become the king of it. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's great. And as far as taking it into like for the listeners, for an individual message, fire is all about like your passion, your creativity, your drive. So what feeds that inner fire Mm -hmm. And the more that you kind of follow that inner light, it's going to guide you um, to success. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit about that. Now to Aries.
1: (laughs) 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 I did my best to research Aries before we started talking today. Um, I took a bunch of notes. There's definitely questions that I have. Um, But... I mean, and I'm going to have questions about all the signs. I'm going to have questions about all the things because this is still so new to me. And, um, but the first thing that really, really shocks me is the amount of Aries that I, like, like, okay, we're talking about sun sign, right? Yes. So the sun sign Aries that Mm -hmm. I have in my life, um, there's my mom, there's my future sister-in-law, there's my brother-in-law, and then there's my father-in-law's partner um and they are all so different it's like yeah you think of them as as people and you're like what the heck like what like totally how can they all be aries but i think as we talk about this i think it will make more and more sense because it's like the certain characteristics and how they approach because the sun sign only is one aspect of the person right absolutely the sun sign is is it how you present yourself to the world is yeah it?
0: so there's like a couple different arguments of what the sun sign actually represents so in some cases people say that it's like how you present yourself to the world mm-hmm. um I personally view that more as your rising sign. Mm. Your rising sign is kind of like your mask into this world. It's like the mask that you put on okay. when you go out and when you interact with people. And I view the sun sign personally and through like kind of the lens of evolutionary astrology as your developing ego. So okay. it's kind of like who you're learning to become. Mm. It's like Um, When we think about our ego, we think about it kind of being a mask as well in many sorts of ways, but the ego is kind of like this aspect of your being that interacts with the world based on really important life events and um, our sort of viewpoint, how we view the world is through the lens of our ego. And so... When it's our developing ego, it's not necessarily who we inherently are born like, Mm. but it's kind of the lens that we're learning to view the world from. Mm. So people say oftentimes your sun sign is like, that is so like, you're just born with those qualities. But when it's your developing ego, it's actually something that you're becoming more and more as you go on and as you evolve Mm. in this life. So for example... Um, like I'm a Capricorn. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes people will be like, oh, Capricorn, are you so this and that? Well, I feel like I'm learning the lessons of what Capricorn is teaching me mm-hmm. in this lifetime. So I'm not inherently always Capricorn mm-hmm. in nature, but I am learning things of like leadership. Mm-hmm. I'm learning the lessons of how to be org- organized and self-disciplined. Mm-hmm. I'm not inherently discipline in myself but it's something (laughs) i'm learning to be you know yeah so when we talk about aries some people have really are like the poster child of aries Mm -hmm. um and it can depend on like yeah like what other planets they have like Mm -hmm. if they have other planets in aries as well and some people are brand new to the lesson of aries in this lifetime Mm -hmm. and are really just getting started on learning how to mm. how to have that.
1: And so, okay. So then I guess I I want to at least kind of like um shoot out just like the basic kind of like, you know, as we're talking about this um I think it's helpful to at least be like, okay, so just so everyone knows, Aries the element is fire. I mean, we've already kind of talked about it. Um the color they're associated with is red. The quality cardinal um the day that the aries associated with it's tuesday the ruler of aries is mars um the lucky numbers one eight and seventeen um aries the dates um are is march 21st through april 19th um and let's see the symbol is a flying ram which I put on here, the story of the golden fleece, Mm. um, which I mean, these could also like lead into like deeper dives um, in later episodes. But I just wanted to kind of start with like, just like the bullet points of just kind of like boom, boom, boom. Here are the things that are associated with Aries. But I wanted to, to the first question that comes up, it's, this is the first sign of the Zodiac. Mm Mm-hmm. Why is that?
0: Yeah. so It's not the first of the year. No. And so that's why I'm like, what? Exactly. (laughs) But, you know, our sort of like year is based differently. So, for example, we have the witch's new year, which is like Mm -hmm. near Halloween. Mm -hmm. We have the pagan new year. We have all of um, different cultures that kind of define what their new year looks like. So our Western version of what new year is isn't always necessarily based off of like what the astrology's new year is the western way is not the only way
1: yeah and i should probably stop assuming that the the western way is the way of the rest of the world but really it's not
0: (laughs) and and i can see where it would like that assumption would be because we're based off of the gregorian calendar i think mm-hmm. which was like the romans i could totally be wrong so there is a lot of correlation because the romans um you know uh, astrology is what we base off of the greek and roman gods mm-hmm. so um so it makes sense that there's that correlation but when we think of Aries in the time of year that it's born, so March, Mm April-ish, that's springtime. So that's like when we look at the symbolism of spring, spring is when new life comes forward. Mm -hmm. So if we look at the different seasons, spring is the birth of new life. Mm -hmm. Summer is a sort of like the more evolvement of it. Fall is when the life starts to die down and we harvest the benefits of it. And then wintertime is like death Mm -hmm. of life. Yeah. So... We have Aries, which is represents new life being brought and born into the universe. Mm-hmm. So it's like these flowers. It's the little sproutlings that are starting to sprout and come through the dirt. Um, so Aries represents the, the first sign of the Zodiac because of it. It represents the exiting of the mother's womb into life. Mm-hmm. So the 12th sign of the Zodiac is pisces Mm -hmm. pisces represents the womb Mm -hmm. the amalgamation of everything in the universe because the womb is all things in one Mm -hmm. the womb is the universe and when we think about the universe universe includes everything that's ever existed and will exist shout out to fellow pisces uh i (laughs) feel pretty good about
1: myself right now yes (laughs)
0: as you should (laughs) and aries is the separation from that, separation from the womb, separation from the mother. So um, when we think of the ram, we think of like this creature that kind of just bangs its head into things and is like can be really aggressive and
1: i thought of headstrong but yeah yeah you know, you're yeah oh yeah. <laughs> you yeah. like oh that's awesome and you're like i think it just bangs their head into things
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um so and that's like kind of the qualities of aries where it's like it is headstrong and it's um very external outward Mm -hmm. energy it's Mm -hmm. not internal energy it's like outward projecting energy
1: and i'm thinking about the the amount of strength and determination um that like you're thinking about like these little like sprouts of like these like from a seed you know sprouting through the earth Mm -hmm. like that's a lot of strength and power and determination that needs to be happening for that little that little little boop boop to go through like that's a lot of work and so um and that's the visual that I keep going back to, like as you're talking, is like, no, that's actually like you think of it like, oh, that's such a small little like you know, you know little yeah, like seedling there. But it's like, no, that's like where a lot of that work comes into it. It's that first burst through the soil, like the burst through mm-hmm. um
0: whatever the um the barrier is. Absolutely. And because of that, because they put so much effort into being born and being first. I mean, that's why they're cardinal cardinal Mm -hmm. signs are all the starters, the initiators Mm -hmm. of the Zodiac. And so Aries being that oftentimes it feels the burden of having to initiate everything. Mm -hmm. So people with heavy, heavy Aries in their charts can feel kind of frustrated with other people because they always feel like they're the ones that have to get things done. Mm -hmm. Like, um, They feel that they carry that burden of always being the first one to say something, being the first one to leave a situation, being Mm -hmm. the first one to stand up for themselves. And they feel that frustration because they can look at other signs and not other signs feel um, like they need to, Mm -hmm. like fixed signs. Fixed signs tend to be associated with the characteristic of just staying the same, Mm -hmm. you know, of like just being really stubborn in their ways. So when you have Aries, which is cardinal, which initiates things, mm-hmm. they see other fixed signs like Taurus, you know, uh, where Taurus is so unmoving and willing to change that it feels like Aries is always like, am I going to have to be the one yeah. that does this all the time? Am I yep. going to have to be the one that's the leader? Am I going to have to be the one that, you know, makes the decision for us? Yep. Um, so they tend to feel that frustration oftentimes.
1: And, and so I have the strengths listed here um, for anyone who kind of just likes to kind of just have certain words that stick out to make it. For me, it's really easy to like, I have like the, the visual of like, yeah, like the little like seedling. Um, but then I just like to have like those buzzwords. And so like the strengths that I wrote down here are courageous, determined, confident, enthusiastic, optimistic, honest, and passionate would you say that those are still pretty, pretty spot on?
0: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they can be very optimistic. That was the one I'm like, mm. yeah,
1: I kind of had a question mark on that one. So
0: yeah. they can yeah. be. Cause so when we think of the signs, we have this sort of healthy expression of each sign that mm-hmm. exists. And then we have like the negative expression. Which of each one. It's
1: a shadow, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So Aries and it's like, A healthy expression can be very optimistic and and that's why, you know, it sprouts towards change. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'd associate that more with the sign of Aquarius Mm -hmm. and Aquarius is more about innovation and transformation and evolving and technology and revolution. And so I would say that I'd associate the word optimist more with Aquarius because Aquarius is always searching for that, um, that... What is the word? Um,
1: the next big thing. <laughs> yeah, like um,
0: utopia sort oh, of thing. Okay. Like okay. it always has this vision of like what the most ideal world mm. looks like, and is always that's why they're always pushing for for the future. Okay, because they have this vision of what an ideal world looks like. Okay. Um, but I'm, I I can't think of the word exactly. But Aries can be optimistic, and because. Aries is so driven for freedom. Mm. So it can have this hope and optimism for a freedom. But it's not always doing it because it believes in the joy of freedom. It sees it more of like a necessary part of life of freedom. Mm. So it's not because they're doing it because they have hope in a brighter, better future. They're doing it more because they don't like the feeling of oppression. Mm. So would
1: you say there's also a control aspect to that too? So like they... Because they they are the first ones to do the things, the first one to speak up. There's a lot of control that happens with that. And therefore, do they view that they have control over the outcomes of things? And maybe that's probably where that optimistic kind of that word came up where it's like, oh, well, if I'm in control of the situation, then like I can, it, it could be, it could go the way that I need it to go because I'm the one who's controlling it anyway. Like, does that make sense?
0: I think that definitely is like can be a heavy motivator okay for Aries and um yeah Aries I think it's again like it's not controlling because it likes controlling mm. it's controlling because nobody else is willing to take on that role yeah so it's like more of like a begrudging mm. like yes like fine yes I'll
1: be the one well actually yes. that does remind me when I was younger I um I was a ballerina if Ooh. you didn't know that um, and there is on video, <laughs> oh gosh. So, um, and I don't even know where Aries is in any of my birth chart stuff, but, um, which I should probably look that up right now, but, um, there's on video, there's like the line of all of us ballerinas. We're done with the, like with the performance, we all, you know, we're holding hands, whatever. We all take our bow and we, we like stand up and everyone's just kind of like looking at the crowd and at that moment, I'm like, no, we're supposed to get off the stage. And I go and I like shove the girl next to me. I'm like, no, like we got to go. <laughs> and so like, I kind of think of like that, another visual- visualization of like, okay, like the person who's supposed to be controlling this whole situation, the teacher or, or whoever is like not controlling it. And so yes. therefore I took that upon myself. I'm like, all right, we're leaving now. <laughs> I'm just going to shove this, this girl next to me. And um, it's just so funny. But um, this is what happened when I was what? five or six years old. Like it was kind of, um, and sometimes, you know, it's like, it's also kind of goes into inner child work where I'm like, wow, maybe I need to harness that little, you know, little ballerina Haley and just (laughs) like, um, just make things happen. So I don't know, it'll be interesting to kind of, you know, After our discussion, like kind of going back into the birth chart side of things and
0: kind of dissect that a little bit. Absolutely. And I think that like metaphor or that example that you gave is a perfect metaphor of what Aries is (laughs) because it's like oftentimes the visual that I have for Aries is like. Getting pushed off the cliff, mm. and the person who's getting pushed off the cliff is Aries. They don't <laughs> want to. They don't want to like dive deep and like do the thing, but it almost feels like they have to because no one else is going to. Yeah. So they just like get shoved off, and they're like, "Wait, wait, I'm off- <laughs> wait, what? What's going on? Like, they're not running off the cliff with joy. They're not yeah. like doing it because they want to. They're like pushed off, and they're like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'm falling off the cliff now, yes. and
1: I guess this is my reality." <laughs> (laughs) exactly
0: so and like in people who have you know because this sort of personality trait isn't just people who have an aries sun sign it can be Mm. like aries moon too like Mm. my mom has a aries moon and she hates that she has to do everything but she's like no one else will so i have to and i it also relates to um how your Mars interacts with your birth chart. So if you have a very active Mars in your birth chart, it can really showcase some of those qualities of Aries. If you have um, like a first house stellium, that can also show like some characteristics of the Aries archetype. So there's different ways of expressing it. And obviously Mars and the first house are their own things, but they are related to Aries, the first house, and the planet I Mars. I don't have any Aries Let's in my see. Birthright. Let's see what's going on here. <laughs> I'm pulling it up, folks. So, let's see. But you
1: said Mars, because that is the ruling planet? Or the mo- ruling... Is Mars considered the god mm-hmm. in this case? Not planet Mars, but god Mars. Yep. Okay. So... Mars in your birth chart can also play a role, mm-hmm. whether you have the Aries or not. Exactly. Okay. Okay.
0: Yes. And so, like Mars and the Aries is about exercising your will okay. onto the world or onto others. So, um, it's exerting your your power, your fire okay. to get what you want. Okay. Um. So you do have Mars conjunct a couple other planets, so that can create like more highlighted. Martian energy. Okay. Um yeah, and your rising sign is Libra, mm-hmm. which is um in polarity to Aries. It's the opposite sign, oh, okay. directly opposite to Aries. So that means that your descendant is Aries. Okay. So when we think about rising sign, which is your ascendant, versus your descendant, your descendant kind of shows your inner world. So my rising sign is Capricorn which is, like, my mask that I put onto the world. But sometimes I feel like my inner self is cancer, Mm -hmm. which is, like, very homey, very Mm -hmm. watery, very emotional. Mm -hmm. But the front I put on is, like, Capricorn-like, stable, you know, has my stuff together, Mm -hmm. like, I have it together. But on the inside, I'm like, I feel like a cancer crab, (laughs) you know? So, but for you, so it's, like, you know, for you on the outside, it's, like, very put together visually, like, very... um because Libra is ruled by the planet Venus. So Mm -hmm. it's like you tend to have a really established fashion sense, Mm -hmm. you know, a very established aesthetic that you go for. That's very artistic and very creative, um, which I think makes sense because you're a very stylish human being. Yes. (laughs) And so it's like your internal world, you know, it's like, When we think about your descendant being Aries, it's like, well, you put on that Libra aesthetic Mm -hmm. because that's like your armor, Mm -hmm. which is associated with Mm Aries. Aries is like the soldier, the warrior. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's your warrior armor Mm -hmm. is when you put yourself out into a very beautiful way. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how you, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Put on your armor towards the world. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad that that
1: kind of made like a little circle. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, yeah. So, um, and everybody has Aries somewhere. So, even if you don't have any planets in the sign of Aries, you still have a house that's associated. So, your seventh house is in Aries. So, that means that in the relationship world, Mm -hmm. when it comes to marriage and relationships and um, romantic partnerships, your Aries, you are very like my way or the highway, bud.
1: Well, just so everyone knows, (laughs) um, I did have to... (laughs) um my now husband I had to tell I'm like are you gonna ask my number or what like (laughs) come on (laughs) and I know he's listening now um but I'm like okay yeah that checks out (laughs) yes um I was the one I'm like I had braces for a while actually for the majority of our relationship um dating relationship and um I'm like don't propose to me until I have my braces off (laughs) Because I was worried about the pictures and all. That kind of <laughs> Which is so Libra and Aries of I you. Mean, yes. Uh, and he did just that. Okay. Good, Cody. Glad to hear it. Good. Um, okay, so that that checks out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, that's funny. So Aries can manifest in so many different ways, and. Um, yeah it's not just the sun sign that it it's going to show up the most Mm -hmm. if you have really active mars a very active first house um that's what it's gonna come out as so when we talk about aries we have um we we think about the self Mm -hmm. so if the opposite of uh aries is libra Libra represents the other. It represents relationships. Okay. So that represents like other people. Mm-hmm. Aries is about yourself. So it's very selfish. It's okay. very self-centered, um, narcissistic, but everybody kind of needs that in yeah. their life. You have to have parts of you that is looking for out for your wellness. Yeah. So Aries is very driven by that. And when we talk about like different rulerships, Aries, the body part that Aries rules is the head. Mm-hmm. So... It is the face, the head. It is this part where we put a lot of our focus into. Okay. Um, so Aries has that. And then also the other thing about Aries is because it's the first sign mm-hmm. in the Zodiac and Pisces is the womb and the mother and <clears throat> all of that, although cancer is more so the mother, but Pisces is the womb. Um, Aries is being birthed out so often has separation anxiety. So Mm. people who have very prominent Aries energy can be prone to separation anxiety and Mm. it can be manifested out in different ways. Mm. So that can be where they feel really um, close to their partner or needing that sort of security blanket of Mm. some sort of relationship with somebody, Mm. whether it's a romantic partnership or whether it's familial or friendship, they feel like, Um, they can definitely be prone to that and they kind of feel close to their security blanket, whatever that may be. So it could be another person that's their security blanket. It could be, um, depending on where it's positioned in their chart, it could be um, agoraphobia. It could be um, whatever. It could be food, whatever people deem as their security blanket, they're going to have separation anxiety from that. Mm. So, um,
1: So Aries, I guess, yeah. And as you are saying, it kind of depends on like where that security blanket is. Um, So is it kind of like, does that sign have a harder time of either like being alone um, or going on diets or like those kind of things where it's like, and you kind of get worried that like, no, I need this. And so um, you're not going to spend the time like not eating food like if you know that you need to cut back on certain things but you're like no like you have like that because that's your security or like being in continuous relationships just one after the other and not spending that time by yourself because you're like no that's my security and that so I guess it's just a matter of of if you are Aries if you do have Aries well wait hold on I guess for everyone, it might be a good way of kind of going about it. Like what's your security blanket and like, how can you kind of work on the the separation anxiety from that? Because in those moments, that's where you have like the unhealthy kind of tendencies. Yeah, Is that kind of like a good way to kind of think about it?
0: Absolutely. And you brought up a good point of like um, having a hard time being alone. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing is when we think about like, a child being birthed, mm-hmm. it didn't want to leave the mother's womb, but it had to because mm-hmm. it like it can't stay in there forever. Yeah. So Aries doesn't want to be alone. Yeah. Um, but if it doesn't enact its destiny of separation, mm-hmm. it can lead to other things. So I'll give you an example of like, let's say somebody with a very prominent Aries energy in their chart. Mm-hmm. Has a hard time being alone, Mm -hmm. always feels like they need to be around somebody, Mm -hmm. whether it's family or friends or just going out and being in the city, just has a really hard time being alone in their house and with their thoughts and their feelings and whatnot. Um, It will, you know, do everything in its power to be around people all the time. Yet at the same time, it'll also feel frustrated being around those people. Mm -hmm. So it'll get annoyed and agitated Simultaneously being alone And being with people
1: Oh weird okay. Yeah
0: so it'll realize like it needs It knows and it needs that separation yeah. Let's say they're Like their security blanket is their friend Who's kind of like they've known forever mm-hmm. Known since they were in high school or whatever mm-hmm. Knows that they probably shouldn't be friends with them anymore And yeah. it's like time to move on yeah. And time to separate from them But just like anytime they They're just about to get there they get too scared and mm. they they bail on that idea yeah. and they continue to hang out with them mm. so that's like where they know they need the separation and they know they need that freedom in order to continue their growth but they're really reluctant to that because then that means that they're going to be alone again that hits hard yeah
1: because i even find myself in those moments of like i've had so many jobs and we were talking about this earlier where it's just like I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave this job. And then like, right before I like send the email or like have that conversation or whatever, it's like, but I guess it's not that bad. Like you kind of like start going back and you're like, no, (laughs) like I need to like maintain this, this determination and and this energy. And so I almost kind of had to like psych myself out of when I start kind of going down that, (laughs) that path of kind of wanting to like go back and be like, uh, I don't, I don't know if this is a good idea. It's like, no, you got to think about all the bad things that happened and you kind of <laughs> yes. have to like psych, my, psych yourself up again. Um, so yeah, that, yeah, I think that's pretty relatable. I, I feel like everyone can be relate, can relate to that in some way or not. Um, and I'm just going back to all the, the, the areas that I have in my life and I'm just like, okay, like it, it kind of helps you understand a little bit more of just like, um, Different parts. And I I know that people shouldn't be known as just their sun sign or any one sign, um, because as you said, there's so many different things at play constantly um, and they all go go into who you are as a person and how you are you know, in society and and how your mind works and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's just, it's really nice to be able to learn more about each of these signs, because then you can pick up on, oh, like that is, you know, an Aries tendency. That is an Aries kind of characteristic. And it kind of helps you not only understand where other people are coming from, but also kind of like when it comes to communication and expectations and all that kind of stuff. Um, You know, and I, I think that's also like a reason why, um, you need to like find balances of people in your life because like, you can't, like, I probably shouldn't be around a bunch of Pisces all the time, you know, like, because that's, (laughs) um, because you need to have those balances. And, um, I actually find a lot more fire signs in my life. Um, and it's, it's interesting to kind of be like, yeah, who am I drawn to? And, and, um, what's healthy for me?
0: What's not healthy for me? Like, it's just, it's crazy to break it down like that. Absolutely. And when you think about Pisces, the relationship between Pisces and Aries Mm -hmm. is Pisces is the last sign. Aries is the first sign. And each sign, like whatever your sun sign is, you're taking the lessons of the sign before you Mm -hmm. and after you. So you're Pisces. Mm -hmm. So that means that you kind of, although you're Pisces, they say that like, yeah, there. I read this somewhere and I wish I could like cite it properly, but I read somewhere that, the, whatever your zodiac sign is, it's the accumulation of the sign before and the sign after you. So mm-hmm. if you're Pisces, mm-hmm. the sign before you is Aquarius. So you take the lessons of Aquarius, mm-hmm. but you're also mixing that with the lessons of Aries, and that's creating Pisces. Whoa. Yeah. So, um, like, Aquarius is all about, like, yeah, like, evolving leadership. It's mm-hmm. thinking about that sort of, um, that, that better yeah utopia that better like the future Mm -hmm. that optimism of the future Mm -hmm. of moving forward and it has that fantasy in -hmm. its head and that vision of what a a better future can look like but it also has that idea of like of boldness you Mm -hmm. know because it is the accumulation of everything so um But what's also interesting about Pisces is Pisces in one of its characteristics is no boundaries. Hmm. So it struggles with boundaries. So I think when you said like, it's probably better if I'm not around a lot of Pisces, Pisces struggle with setting boundaries so hard i do <laughs> yes <laughs> and it's because it's like because it's the womb it, it doesn't no. it's like the like accumulation of everything mm-hmm. that ever exists so it's like well there's no really boundaries if you see this huge big picture of like well everything's connected yeah you know that's why i hate when people are like what's your five
1: or ten year plan i'm yes. like i don't know <laughs> anything could happen at any point <laughs> that's probably yes. why i don't do well in interviews now that i think back on it they're like well this lady has no idea like what she wants I'm like no like a job could be created out of nothing like we don't know yeah. what the future holds you know exactly. like why am i gonna put myself in a box yeah. you know like totally it's, yeah. yeah
0: and pisces doesn't like being put in box it's yeah. like the antithesis of box
1: yeah so <laughs> yes um i am very much not like my cat then yeah <laughs> He put a box there. I'm not gonna go in it. I don't know. That was stupid. I don't know. Even... <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Good
0: one. I liked it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, but so I I have this forum from School of Evolutionary Astrology, which mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, is mm-hmm. kind of like what I'm more well read in. Mm-hmm. And I pulled up one of the forums of like defining the Aries archetype. So somebody brought up a question in the form of like the idea of separation anxiety, because Mm -hmm. that is a huge thing Mm -hmm. with Aries. Um, and so it was asking like, well, why? Because Aries represents separation itself, you know? So why would it have anxiety if that's its destiny? Um, and so, uh, let's see, Linda brought up, who's like, I think one of the form moderator people, um, she brought up like okay well let's talk about like the original anxiety of separation well what is it separating from mm-hmm. well we kind of talked about separating from the womb yep yep which represents mother um but it's also separating from nature so i'm going to quote it here mm-hmm. separation from our natural relationship with nature came about through 8000 years of patriarchal distortion mm-hmm. The distortion of the Aries archetype correlated to thousands of years of men fighting relentless wars based on the patriarchal model of tyranny, thus deforming human nature itself. Mm. So in evolutionary astrology, it often talks about how before we came to a patriarchal society, we were once in a matriarchal society, which like...
1: All the priestesses and goddesses and oh yeah.
0: Exactly. So that's why we have Mother Earth, Mm -hmm. you know, Mother Earth represents nature itself here on earth, which is feminine in nature. And not to say that men aren't a part of nature. They are. Um, However, with heavy Aries influences, Mm -hmm. we can start to distort that nature and wars coming more from ego. Mm -hmm. So that's why the sign of Aries, it's sort of shadow side can be associated with narcissism Mm -hmm. Is because it's so much about establishing the ego. Well, when an ego goes unchecked Mm -hmm. and unbalanced for long periods of time, it can create huge imbalance of nature itself. Because nature is both destruction and life-giving. But if you get rid of the life-giving aspect, the feminine form, and you just focus more on the masculine energies, Mm -hmm. it really starts to deform nature in its ways. Mm -hmm. So Aries separation from nature. It's also um, separation from freedom. So to quote it again, Aries needs absolute freedom while Scorpio needs commitment. And it brings up Scorpio because both Scorpio and Aries are ruled by Mars, the planet Mars, but they're different expression of Mars. So they're different qualities of it, but they're still related. So this crisis, which is universal to all, all creatures creatures um creates a subconscious fear of entrapment that would limit the freedom to become Mm -hmm. so aries can have this really big like sort of weird dichotomy of needing separateness but also needing closeness Mm -hmm. so that's where it has that like separation anxiety Mm -hmm. but it also can start to resent the other person for being close with them so like it creates this really weird cycle that if un expressed in its healthy way um can be scared of being entrapped by others so people with Mm. like heavy like a Venus and Aries can tend to like really steer away from committed relationships Mm. for long periods of time um or for forever but they can also still want like let's say they want you know, a relationship, a committed relationship. But then once they actually get that, they freak out and they're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So that can be like an unhealthy expression of Aries. Um, Separation from the truth. So the psychology of perpetual violence had affected mainstream religion, causing mass confusion and disillusionment. Knowing right from wrong is natural. So if we talk about like nature, Mm -hmm. separation from nature and Aries Mm -hmm. kind of... Um, separating from nature and knowing right from wrong being nature itself like Mm. naturally ingrained from us we can hear heavy Aries influences can also have a distorted relationship to truth Mm. itself Mm. so and that's kind of also in relationship to Scorpio too so sometimes people can be like compulsive liars Mm. and they can believe their lies while also knowing it's not true
1: Is that, would that go kind of hand on hand to the, um, that freedom aspect where it's like, they're going to, in a way, kind of create this narrative of like, it, it kind of serves that like, oh wait, I need to like be away from this person. And you kind of create this, but if they're aware of it, I guess I'm having a hard time kind of really thinking about creating a false narrative for it to serve them in that, that like, okay, I need to like be my own person. And, but then like maybe it's like a scapegoat in a way of getting them out of the situation that they don't want to be in. That's, that's really interesting. That's like, it's like, it's hard to wrap my mind around it. It's like, yeah. Cause typically I think of like compulsive lying and kind of creating a false narrative um, is like people don't really like they do it not knowing that it's wrong, but then if like, they know it's wrong. Then like they, Oh, okay. that's (laughs) Yeah. And and there's so many different
0: like motivations of why people do it. And I think like with Aries, from my understanding, it's more of like Aries being fiery. Mm -hmm. It can be very impulsive. Yeah. So sometimes Aries will make a really impulsive decision or action. And then in order to explain why they did that, they'll come up with a narrative Mm. that isn't necessarily true, but can be the most easy way to explain to people without sounding crazy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So because we think about like fire, you know, it can, when we think about like the actual image of a fire. Yeah. It can easily consume the things around it if not tamed properly. Yeah, And there's no rhyme or reason. The wind can just blow it and it like takes around like whole forests. So sometimes Aries kind of has that issue too where the wind blows one day and they feel drawn to a certain direction. And now they have to be like, oh, and that
1: happened because of this. And they have to like put reason behind it yeah when there really probably wasn't any reason to begin with exactly so, okay i get that now yeah, yeah. yes
0: <laughs> um and then we also think about separation from god mm. so um and not necessarily god is christian god but like the idea of like creation and god so separation from creation itself mm. while also being creation itself Which is really wild to think about. so crazy to think about. Yeah. So it's like... My brain hurts. (laughs) (laughs) It's like all of these different, like, layers of this. But basically what this forum says for this is that, so separation from God, Pisces represents God. Um, So it's transcendence through Pisces um, and Pisces representing God. So God created creation and souls separate from God. Um, similarly, souls created an ego in each life and co-create just like God by making babies. Mm. Souls separate themselves through separating desires and reconnect through returning desires. Separation is intrinsic to the act of creation since the creation is based on polarities. So what the heck does that mean?
1: (laughs) I was just about to ask you that.
0: (laughs) So when we think about like the different signs in the zodiacs, Mm -hmm. we have signs that are separating from source and returning to source. So when we think about Pisces, Pisces is returning to the ultimate source because Pisces is God in and of itself. So you are feeling people with heavy Pisces influences Mm -hmm. tend to feel very spiritual because they're returning to that spiritual source. Aries, since it's the firstborn, it's separating from source. It's the first sign that's totally separating. And we think about like both are necessary. They're polarities, Mm -hmm. but both are kind of necessary for creation to exist. Mm -hmm. We need to have our part of our evolutionary journey to understand what it's like to have freedom from God, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. to freedom from source, to understand of like we can't be all head in the clouds all the time. Mm-hmm. And we can't be solely here on earth all the time. Yeah. We need both. Yeah. So some people's journeys are focusing more on one than the other. If you're too focused in like the stars and, you know, the cosmos and all of that, yeah. you're going to start creating imbalance yeah. with your earthly life. Yep. And yep. we've seen that where people go a little bit too intense with the religion, mm-hmm. with the spirituality, and they just totally... Yeah. Forget their earthly duties and they become totally obsolete.
1: Like you're trying to have a conversation with this person and you're like, what is even happening right now? Like, just be aware of what like I am an actual person that (laughs) you can touch. And like it's yeah, I've, I've had conversations with people like that before where it's just so I mean, on either side of the spectrum, where it's like they're so. Their heads are so in the clouds and they're all up here when you're like, okay, but like come down here really quick. Let's yeah. talk about, I'm not going to say this is like a normal thing, but like, let's talk about like, I don't know, like a, a human experience, yes. <laughs> just like, like getting here and talk about traffic or some kind of like yeah. grounding thing. But then you have the other side where people are so focused on that And they just don't, and I almost think it's kind of like a lack of creativity of like Mm -hmm. not accessing that side of, of their, of their brain Um, to be so grounded is also super unhealthy because then you're not able to just like, just, I don't know, just imagine, be creative. Like I think about how awkward it is um, at times where I'm like trying to like hang out with like a little kid, right? Like my little sister, for example. Um, there's like a 20-year difference between us. And so it's hard like to physically like and I honestly feel it's like a physical thing of like coming down and being creative with her and, and imagining things and doing all this kind of stuff. And so it's like this good balance of like, okay, like yeah, I need to be grounded. But then I also need to allow myself to kind of play and, and to be created and have that as well. So yeah, it's, you, I never really think about it like that, but there are definitely times where I'm like, oh, yep. I need to be a little bit more grounded or I need to be a little bit more like not, not so much in the moment right now and maybe kind of let myself play a little bit and not be so serious.
0: Yeah. yeah. And you need both. Yeah. And that's the thing is that like, you know, because religion, um, and religion is more associated with Sagittarius, but I do think it goes, it can go hand in hand with Pisces because Pisces just represents like spirituality in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need both in an in age and in a country like America where it is very Christian mm-hmm. and it's very fundamentalist Christian. So mm-hmm. people tend to go on the really extreme end of the spectrum mm-hmm. of their spiritual religious beliefs mm-hmm. that. Um, It can be hard talking with people who are fundamentalist Christians because their vision of what reality is, is based on what their cosmology is. Mm -hmm. So their reality is shaped on how they view God. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to engage with them because they are so in the clouds in a lot of ways. And then, you know, talking like, for example, I think of my brother who is very like anti-religion like anti anything, very spiritual. He is very practical.
1: Mm.
0: Um, But almost in a very like nihilistic sense where he cannot go there, yeah. you know, in any sort of like pondering or phil- philosophical pondering of the universe mm-hmm. and the stars and anything like that. So you do need both and it has to be balanced. And I think one thing that people need to be wary of, especially in spiritual communities, are people who are always in the clouds mm-hmm. um, and they'll try to convince you that that is the more holy quote-unquote way of living but it's not yeah. and the people who are doing that are compensating for something because mm-hmm. they don't want to face reality yeah. and yeah. you know and
1: that's where you have like the addictions that kind of come into that
0: where oh, it's, totally. it's almost
1: kind of like a numbing aspect Yes. Um, yeah and it's, it's hard because I even feel bad when... <laughs> I prefer very fantasy things like fantasy movies and TV shows, fantasy books. And it's hard for me to like pick up a book that's very like studious. Is that Mm -hmm. the word I'm looking for? Where like, I'm like, okay, I am having to highlight and I'm like absorbing knowledge and like, it hurts my brain, but I feel like there needs to be a balance where I can't just always be in fantasy land because I'm like, okay, I probably should also, you know, read a book that's going to (laughs) like, like, I don't know. Like I, I, I get a bunch of books, um, thinking that like, oh yeah, I want to read all this, but then I still am like, "Eh, I want this fantasy over here. (laughs) Like, i just like, this is easy and I just want it. Um, where I need to kind of check myself from time to time to be like, okay, no, it's, you know, maybe we open up another book. Maybe we kind of get a little bit, a little real for, Mm -hmm. for just for a second just to kind of have that balance. But yeah, I get that.
0: Yeah. And and especially for Pisces, it's easy. I mean, Pisces also represents fantasy, mm-hmm. daydreamy, yeah. very dreamy, fantastical sign. And people who do have overactive Pisces um, can be prone to addiction. Like yeah. it rules drug abuse. Mm-hmm. Pisces um, can be, yeah, drug abuse, substance abuse. Mm-hmm. Escapism is yeah. a huge thing for Pisces. I just, you know, I, I have a dream of um, <laughs> like
1: growing my hair out really, really long riding horses, yeah. you know, like just, uh, <laughs> and I think that's a healthy expression of Pisces. <laughs> Go to New Zealand and re- live yeah. out my, my elf. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, <laughs> my Lord of the Rings fantasy. You know? Yes. Yes.
0: yes. And you uh, need both. Like, yeah. and I think for you, especially like you being a sun sign Pisces, like you need a little bit more of that. So mm-hmm. of course you need both, but in order to create balance, like when we talk about, like you have heavy Virgo influences, mm-hmm. Virgo is in opposition to Pisces. So you have Virgo Mm. that is always trying to ground you and always trying to think logically. Yeah. And then you have Pisces that's like, okay, well, I want to explore, you know, Mm -hmm. beyond my anxieties, beyond the real world stresses. Yeah. So you need both. And the fact that Pisces is your sun sign shows that like your soul's evolution kind of needs to dip more into that. Mm -hmm. Yes, you need your Virgo grounding Mm -hmm. energy, but it's also easy for your Virgo to overtake you. So you need Pisces to kind of like balance out that energy. All right. So here in a
1: little bit, you'll find me LARPing at a (laughs) park near us. (laughs) (laughs) Just driving by like, so Haley, good. Good for her. She needed that. I do actually think about it. I'm like, what would that be like? I, I wanna see you in an elf costume LARPing. I want that. Yeah. Uh we'll see. We'll see if my Virgo will, yeah. <laughs> will allow me to do that. We'll, and also your Libra rising. It's like you're gonna fit the aesthetic like to a teeth. You're like, I did tell my husband that like we were buying a gift for one of my brothers for Christmas and we went, um, He's very much into dungeons and dragons nice. and so we went to a i like googled it and it was very much like it's not like just any game store right you had to find a game store that like D D, like they are dedicated to wow. this this way of life we go there and i've never felt so at home <laughs> I i'm just like that. it's so easy to talk to these guys <laughs> like they're just like they're playing their games and they're just like it's just so interesting to be like I, I feel very much at home in the nerdy community. (laughs) Like it maybe doesn't come off that way when people first meet me, but I'm like, no, I play video games a lot. Like it's actually probably pretty bad. The amount of video (laughs) games that I play, but, um, it's, it's just really interesting to kind of see how those kinds of actions, like it actually does make sense. So it's like, if I can't actually be LARPing out in the real world, uh, I could be playing my Skyrim, I could be playing exactly. my whatever and kind of create my character and, and live through that. Yes, yeah. which yep. is
0: escapism, which is like Pisces yep. Yep. and Fantasyland. So yep. I think that makes perfect sense. And But like knowing that that's your sun sign, like yes, it can get out of hand, but also knowing that that is like what's going to heal you at the same time. Oh. You know? Yeah. It's like it in a sense gives you permission to be like, yeah, this is what I need, yeah. you know? Yeah. Especially in a society where we do deem it as like generally escapism doesn't work well for capitalism yeah
1: yeah (laughs) yeah
0: yeah. because it's like you always need to be practical you always need to be like money centric and um pisces doesn't necessarily care (laughs) a lot about that you know it can but that's not what it motivates it to exist and live so um but back to Aries. Oh yes. Oh yes. Sorry Aries. We'll dedicate an episode <laughs> to Pisces, oh, okay. you know. Pisces, <laughs> it, w- it, it will be it, the, it, very end, <laughs> the
1: very end, the very end of the cycle. Yes, yes. I got a long ways to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, But yeah, so people with Aries, when we talk about um, astrology, not only does it have psychological effects on us or mm-hmm. spatial effects, it can also have physical effects. Mm-hmm. So people with um, really not the best sort of Like angles in their chart with Aries or interactions in Aries. So, harsh angles or harsh relationships to other planets and signs and houses. People with, you know, heavy Aries influences can be prone to head trauma Mm. if they're not taking care of their spiritual ish
1: because aries is associated with the head yes exactly so there's
0: another branch called like medical astrology and it can look at your chart and see like what are you prone to based on like different signs (gasps) yeah what yes isn't that crazy? Well, that's okay. Well, yeah. Just, every, every time
1: we talk, I'm like, <laughs> all right, well, um, there's another thing that, that I'm going to to look into and just get my mind blown all over again. So now I love it.
0: <laughs> it's, and it's like, it's so crazy. Cause like, so for me, for example, I have Saturn in the third house. So third house is like represented by Gemini. It's like the lungs, it's that communication. It's that air coming in mm-hmm. and out. I have Saturn there, so Saturn represents limitation. So I have like low key oh. asthma.
1: <laughs> As you're taking like a really deep yeah, breath yeah, right exactly. there. Oh my gosh. Yes.
0: So I tend to have like really. Um, so, living in Colorado breathing? is probably like terrible. For sure. yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, like, so I tend to have limitations with my breathing. My nostrils are like kind of small, they're not like big Whoa. or vol- voluptuous or anything. So, it can like block my airways. Yeah. So, it's like Dang. restriction of airflow. <gasps> yeah. And then, okay. Yeah. Wow. Right. And I'm also a Capricorn rising. So, your rising sign tends to be like your face and like also how you facially look. Okay. So, and Capricorn's ruled by the bone system, okay. like the skeletal system. Mm-hmm. So I have like buck teeth. So it's like, <laughs> I'm a very prominent, like bone on my face, my Whoa. teeth. Yeah.
1: I'm like, I'm like looking at your teeth Thank like you. way hardcore right now. Yeah.
0: So it's Please like, don't feel weird about that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just chop into wow. the mic. Wow. Okay. Huh. Yeah.
0: Can you sense my big teeth? ASMR. ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and like people who have like really big airy system like let's say you're an Aries rising mm-hmm. those people could potentially are susceptible to having big heads like physically large heads okay now i'm just thinking
1: about the people that i know in my life not always like, wait yeah <laughs> like i'm trying to think I'm like wait how big is their head compared to the rest of their, their body big, yes <laughs> so like if they have like like really like forehead size too? Yes. Like just everything about their head is maybe yeah. like a little bit larger than, than yeah. usual. Oh yes. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very. Pronounced. I'm not going to call anybody out on the, on the podcast, but it's, it's happening in my, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, no, but I'm just like thinking about like the qualities of each of those people mm-hmm. and what, about their head. So it could be like facial features. So like could it be like eyes or ears or mouth, like anything to do with their head? Or it could is it like be... their head just as the shape? It's just generally larger.
0: Their head shape, but it could also be their forehead. Okay. If it's like big eyes, I tend to think that's more Pisces. Okay. Pisces okay. rising okay. or um like Neptune in the first house. Okay. Um same thing similar thing with the ears. Um yeah it kind of it It can be, like, more pronounced facial features in general for an Aries rising. Okay. But oftentimes I think that that would have to be in conjunction with other planetary things. So, like, your first house is Aries. Okay. So that means big something on your face. Okay. So if it's, like, Pisces, then that would be the eyes. Mm. Like, Pisces first house, you know? Wow. So, yeah. So there's different things to it, but, like... Is that how, like, um, Chinese face
1: readings go? I don't know. Have you ever had one of those done? No. I had one done like it was like 15 minutes, but she was talking about like the shape of my eyes, the shape of my eyebrows, Wow. like the um, plumpness, like of my cheeks, like that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah. how each of those things means like it's just, it
0: just blows my mind. It, it really blows my mind. Wow. wow. Yeah. Um, I do know that like Pisces rules the fat like okay. it's the eyes but it's also the fat mm. on your body so people with heavy um pisces can have like more plump cheeks and mm-hmm. stuff like that um yeah wow yeah okay that's
1: for another that's for another day too yeah so it's, <laughs> it's like it's it's crazy it's opening up all these other doors <laughs> they're like okay wait hold on yes <laughs> go back to the aries
0: <laughs> yes so yeah so if it's and i don't know like each Um, angle or aspect Mm -hmm. that this could happen with, but just like something like food for thought is that, um, negative expressions of Aries and like in aspects with the different planets and signs Mm -hmm. and, um, houses can show a pattern of like, yeah, head injury, um, large head facial Mm -hmm. features, Mm -hmm. um, Those sorts of things. So it's really interesting. So, um,
1: so if you're Aries Sun sign, or just Aries, Aries Sun. Well, it it, like it could be
0: multiple things. So it's like, let's say it's like Mars and Aries. You Mm -hmm. could have like, I'm not gonna go because that's more that's more sexual. (laughs) So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I just want to say,
1: like, just make sure you wear a helmet. I don't
0: know.
1: (laughs) if you're riding a bike or anything please wear a helmet yes yes actually yes (laughs) we talked about in a previous episode energy shields and all that kind of stuff maybe put it around your head
0: (laughs) yes yes exactly exactly um so yeah so that's just like some food for thought um there's like other things too that can play a part into that i'd like pay attention to um, Pluto too, cause Pluto, Pluto is a higher vibration or the higher expression of Mars. So each planet, we have the inner and outer planets. Okay. The inner planets are like Mars, Venus, Mercury. Um, those are the inner planets. Those are the lower vibrations. Okay. Planets. Then you have the higher vibration planets, which are the outer planets. So that's Saturn, Neptune, Pluto. Okay. So Pluto is the higher vibration of Mars. So if you have some sort of like weird aspect of like Pluto and Mars and Aries, Mm -hmm. that could lead to like trauma Mm -hmm. of like skull stuff too, Mm -hmm. or just like, yeah, the head. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's really interesting, especially since like Pluto represents like trauma, you know, more specifically generational trauma and Mm -hmm. like family curses and Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff, yada, yada. But it's still, um represents trauma. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy stuff. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I kind of wanted to bring it back to like, um, some just like, yeah, like what you're saying, like some keywords that you can kind of associate with Aries. Mm -hmm. So, and this is going back to the school of evolutionary astrology, one of their forums. It's by Linda. So some keywords are separation, separation, and anxiety of separation, anger, and rage. Mm. So, that's another thing. If you have a very overactive Aries, Mars, first house energy, yeah. it can be like people with anger issues or people who are just like really quick to express themselves. They can be yelling without even realizing it, type of thing. Would
1: irritability also oh, yeah. fall into that? Okay.
0: Totally. Because okay. we think of fire and since Aries is ruled by Mars, which is the God of war. Mm -hmm. So we think about people who are very quick to jump into that sort of war us versus them mentality. Um, Desires. Mm. um, Because desire is a a trait of fire element. So if you have a heavy fire element, you can have heavy desire. And we think about specifically with Aries, Mm -hmm. Aries is associated with desire because that's the whole reason why it's separated to begin with is because the desire of freedom. So um, desire identity. So since it's the first sign, it's also associated with the first house. First house is like all about your identity. Um, and Aries also separated from the womb. So it could develop its own identity aside from the mother.
1: Wait, quick question. Mm-hmm. So you said it's the first sign it's associated with the first house. Mm-hmm. Does it, so it's like, Oh, yeah. So like the second sign is associated with the second house. Yeah. No way. Yes way. It just I had a big aha uh-huh uh-huh. clicking moment. Okay. Yeah. Continue.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um Aries is associated with freedom, independence, again, going from that separation from womb thing. Okay. War because Mars, the god of war. Mm-hmm. Loner, because it's always having to initiate itself and mm-hmm. it's always the first to do things. Yeah. It feels very alone. Mm. Um the self violence again. So if you have a very overactive um Aries, you can be prone to violence. Mm. Um sexual instinct because it's very primal. Fire, mm-hmm. it's very primal in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, impatience, yes. Yeah, so irritability, yeah. Yeah. intolerance for weakness.
1: Mm. Yes.
0: Yep. Instinct. Um spont spontaneous enthusiasm. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, initiative, likes to take initiative, expression of will. So, so these people can like really be controlling, Mm -hmm. um, superhuman strength type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, narcissism, uh, self-interest, warrior, pioneer, uh, destroyer, Mm -hmm. um, and paranoia. But I'd associate that more with Scorpio, but they are related. Okay. So... Yeah, those are some things. And then I wanted to talk just one more time about um, the. Okay, here we go. So here is an example of the distorted Aries archetype. And this is, again, coming from Linda. We love Linda. Thank you, Linda. So <laughs> knowledgeable. So the distorted Aries archetype, here's some more keywords extreme arrogance self-centered behavior delusions of self-importance so it can actually lead to yeah uh delusions of self-grandeur um which i think that's why it's related to paranoia Mm. because sometimes people who have like mood disorder issues they can you know feel like they have this special destiny yeah um distorted sense of special destiny okay (laughs) i (laughs) just read that that. linda (laughs)
1: was already just she was
0: once ahead of you (laughs) (laughs) uh domination yes Mm -hmm. overpowering others needing freedom at all costs insecurity sense of superiority obtuse lacking foresight of understanding and that can be because it's so impulsive Mm -hmm. since it's so fiery close-minded my way or the highway cannot see another's point of view uh relentlessly pushing its own agenda self focus at the expense of others, win lose situations, um, a fearful need to protect one's purpose, creating conflict with others, improper channeling of energies, accidents, irresponsible action and fear.
1: Mm.
0: And so these are the shadow qualities.
1: Yeah. So when you when the Aries is not in a good balance, yeah. it least, leads towards
0: more of that dark. Exactly. Yeah, shadow work. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then this is what Linda said about transforming the Aries archetype, so we can move it towards more like healthy expression. Was, I was about to ask you that. I'm
1: like, so how can people kind of
0: work on, yeah, kind of bringing that balance? So wow, yes. Linda again. Wow, I know. Here. Look, She's look at, at Linda showing up <laughs> exactly. So this is what Linda says profound transformation change on a personal and collective level is made possible through the powerful energies of Aries, which is parentheses, the initiator Hmm. working as the little brother of Pluto, which is parentheses, unstoppable force of evolutionary change. Hmm. So the resonance of the distorted Aries archetype resides in the blueprint of our souls. Having learned from the past ages, Age of Aries, we now have the opportunity to move forward in a less painful way from the lower chakras of the unique individual to connecting with others. So Aries is the individual self Mm -hmm. and then the connecting with others is Libra. Mm -hmm. So the polarity. So in learning how to express your Aries better, Mm -hmm. you need to also incorporate the lessons of your polarity, which is in Aries case, Libra. So you need both. So for me, again, use an example of Capricorn. Yes, I'm Capricorn, you know, responsible, go-getter, business-minded, pragmatic, Mm -hmm. um, disciplined. I also need to keep in mind Cancer, Mm -hmm. which is the home, Mm -hmm. um, the family, the mother archetype. So it's like you need both the mother and the father, which the father is Capricorn, Mm -hmm. mother is Cancer. It's like you need um, both, In, in, in a broad spectrum, obviously like in respect to, you know, queer relationships, Mm -hmm. you can have both, but, um, or you can have like, you know, both fathers Mm -hmm. or both mothers, but it's more of an energetic thing. Like you're going to have somebody who represents the more fatherly, um, emotions or
1: the more masculine, I
0: guess, masculine
1: energies versus the feminine energies. Yeah. Yes.
0: But it's not the same as like, Oh, well, like, if you're a lesbian, who's the man? Then it's not that. It's not that, yeah. Because, you know, both people can express masculine energies mm-hmm. at different points. So yep. it's not like one person's the man and one person's the woman. Yeah. It's like both of it's them. It's always
1: having that balance no yes. matter the situation. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yep. Which creates that inner balance between all of us. We yeah. both need that masculine yep. and feminine energy.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which actually did come up in my Aries research was Ooh. because the fire fire element is very like that masculine. and yes. And so to make sure you're not metaphorically burning everybody and everything around you with that masculine energy, you need to be more in tune with feminine energy and letting that stuff in. So,
0: yeah, yeah. absolutely. Which again is Libra Mm because Libra is ruled by Venus, very feminine energy. Mm -hmm. Aries is Mars, very masculine energy. So you need kind of both in order to balance each other out. And in learning the lessons of Libra, your opposite. You can learn more lessons about how to be a better Aries. Mm -hmm. So that's something to take away. Um, So, from the lower chakras of the unique individual, which is Aries, to connecting with others, Libra, to putting evolutionary intentions into motion and experiencing deep soul connections with others, Mm. to feeling at peace with the unity of the universe. So, it's all about this relationship. Aries represents the self. Its polarity is Libra. Mm. Others... So, Aries is always going to be in relationship to the world around you, into the people around you, mm. into the environment you're physically in. So, although Aries is always feeling that sense of aloneness mm. with the separation, and remembering that it's never alone is going to help it be okay with being alone, mm. you know? So, yeah. it's like, I think about this too, where it's like, sometimes I really feel lonely. Mm. And in order to make peace with that, I have to acknowledge that I am both always alone and always surrounded. Mm -hmm. And I kind of use it with the philosophy of like, if we're all connected and we're all one human being, Mm -hmm. that means that I'm simultaneously everybody and nobody all at once, you know, which I think is the lesson of Aries and Libra Mm. healing each other, Yeah. you know? Wow. Yeah.
1: I think that's a really great, that's a really great takeaway because and it it goes into you know the everything in the world right where even you know as i'm studying about studying about herbalism it's always about balancing things out and not just focusing on one part so you know we keep on talking about you are not your sun sign like that's just one part of you and also paying attention to the shadow sides the um you have your rising then you have your descending you like this it's it's everything it's it's yeah, and and how can you tap into one aspect of it to balance out the other aspect? Like, and so um, it's it's so so hard to just say like, oh, you are a Capricorn, you are a Capricorn. You know, I'm married to a Capricorn, but that's just one. Okay, for the record, he does have a lot of planets. I'm mean, very Capricorn. Same. Yes, yeah. um, but there's all these other elements that play into it. So, like you are not going to be the same as him, even though you're both Capricorn. Exactly. All these these different things. And it's also like the phase of life too, of, Hey, I need to tap into, um, you know, like I have the, um, what you were saying about how I, in a way the fantasy part for me is going to be kind of like the healing that, that I kind of need to get out of that, um, out of the Virgo you said of like the, um, yeah, the, all that all that stuff that I, I don't want to go into right now. Cause that's going to take away from the Aries, but, <laughs> um, it's, it's just, I keep on thinking about just beautiful. It's just, it's, um, cemetery. It like, it's, uh, I don't know. Like I'm just out of words because it's, there's just so much to dive into and, but it's so helpful at the same time. And like finding out that there's even like a medical side to it. Like that's just, that's crazy because you have the, these beliefs of like, oh, how, like, modern medicine, Western medicine, all that stuff is bad and it doesn't go into the spiritual realm. But, like, actually, no, there could be a beautiful relationship between the two. Um, Same with, you know, people who have, like, the religious studies and, like, but they're in the spiritual. Like, there's just, there's so many ways that, like, these things can just, like, hold hands and complement each other versus having to be opposing and, like, oh, it's either this or this. Like Exactly. Yeah.
0: And I think that's where a lot of, popular astrology kind of misses the mark yeah. with a lot of it. Cause a lot of it is so much sun centered. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also not realizing the lessons because if we think about like for me with my lens of evolutionary astrology, it's this idea that our soul is always evolving. Mm-hmm. So we have different lifetimes mm-hmm. or we have different phases in our life. So for people who don't believe in past lives or anything, mm-hmm. I think evolutionary astrology still fits well with that cosmological view because instead of looking at it as past lives, you can look at it in different chapters of your life. Mm -hmm. So your past, you know, two or three years ago Mm -hmm. was a different lifetime, you know? Yeah, um, and we're learning different lessons as we evolve. And so instead of just taking the face value of like, oh, this is my sun sign. This is, I meant, I'm an Aries. I'm meant to be selfish. I'm meant to be, yeah. you know, me centered. It's yeah. like, well, yeah, that's true. You're learning certain lessons of that, mm-hmm. but you're also learning that so it can create balance. Mm-hmm. If you're overactive in any sign, it's mm-hmm. going to create imbalance. So yeah. yes, you may be born with that and and have a special emphasis on that. Yeah. But if you go with it too far and don't realize that we're trying to be in balance with nature. So nature needs all twelve of the mm-hmm. signs; it yep. needs all of it. If you overemphasize the importance of your sign, you're kind of disrespecting the importance of all the other signs. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, you need all of it, and everybody has each sign everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you don't have a planet in it, you yeah. still have each of the houses that are associated. With it. So, um, yeah. And I think, like, going more into how can we create a healthy Aries, it's channeling that energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Aries is about, like, will and desire and having, like, so much fire mm-hmm. in you. So channeling it in healthy ways, you know, it can be just as simple as going to the gym, Mm -hmm. and releasing that anger and not holding that anger and rage that you have in you putting it out into the world in a way that's meaningful and creates balance you know yeah um so exercising
1: exercise i was i'm thinking about like kickboxing like how can you not like punch a hole through the wall but like still like harness that
0: exactly in a healthy way yeah, and get
1: it out in a healthy way yeah
0: because yeah. and we think about it like punching a hole in the wall is not a good thing but punching no. a punching bag yes that's <laughs> what it's designed there for so like you can still punch it's probably made by an aries <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> like yeah. punching isn't a bad thing mm-hmm. it's just like it's the context in which you do it mm-hmm. are you doing it to create fear yeah are you doing it to like scare people yeah or are you doing it in a way that's like in an environment where that is the appropriate place to be doing that? Mm-hmm. So, you know, fieriness, you know, that, that masculine energy isn't a bad thing. It just has to be channeled in a proper way. Yeah. You know, yep. there's a time and place for everything. So I think, yeah, like if you have that rage, just like, Brushing it under the rug is not going to help that rage. Like yeah. it still needs to be expressed. And if you hold it in the body, it's going to, you know, not manifest well physically. Mm-hmm. So you have to channel it, but you have to f- channel it in ways that actually are appropriate. Yep. Yeah. Oh,
1: no. Oh. I think that was a really, a really great. And I know that there's so many things that we kind of like grazed over, but I think that is a good overall kind of introductory uh, to Aries and I mean and of course like we're going to continue to dive into you know all the different kind of aspects and eventually you know everyone should have like in their arsenal like these like the tools to kind of assess like all the different kind of signs and everything and um and so this is just kind of like that first step kind of you know in that direction but I think that that gives everyone I mean And I'm, I'm being selfish about all this too, because like I, I learned so much and I think it's, it's a good starting point really to kind of kick off the, the Zodiac Ness. I don't, I don't know. The Zodiac Ness. (laughs) Yes. That's not even, I don't even know if that's a thing. That's not even a word, but no, I just, I appreciate you and your knowledge and you're just willing to share it with all of us. And yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And. Thanks for
0: letting me chat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I mean I knew. I'm just like I'm just
0: going to ask questions as they come up, but pull up my you take it away. <laughs> it's like and I remember cuz like so most of my information's like obviously it's not my own. Like it's I've it's from these sorts of resources, so I definitely encourage everybody to check these books out. There's you know, I think a lot of astrology is valid and everybody's going to have to figure mm-hmm. out what makes the most sense for them. Mm-hmm. Some people really resonate with Vedic astrology, which is a very complete different system than Western astrology. And for some people it just makes more sense with their with their worldviews, with yeah. their perspectives. Yeah. And the signs are gonna have completely different meanings and mm-hmm. everything like that. And there's psychological astrology, which I really like. There's evolutionary astrology. There's um there's medieval astrology. There's so many different avenues mm-hmm. of it. Um, but I think exploring it, and I think a lot of people get really overwhelmed because there's so much information. Yeah. It's like you don't even know where to begin. Yeah. It's the same thing when people are trying their, like, spiritual journeys and yep. witchy journeys. They're like, oh, there's so much to know. Yeah. I just... I don't even know where to start. <laughs>
1: like am only going to be alive for how many years? <laughs> and oh my gosh, I, gotta, <laughs> yeah. I can't, how, how am I going to ever have all the time to learn all the things? And yeah, yeah, it's,
0: it's hard. Yeah. But I think like just picking up a book and starting mm. somewhere. And you know, when I started, I just started with those like general books that would, you know, have like a couple sentences per each sign. Mm-hmm. It gets you somewhere. Like it, it's somewhere to start. And yeah. obviously it's not super in-depth knowledge mm-hmm. and it's not always like the most accurate, but it, it at least can give you a general it's like flashcards kind of yeah. where it's like, okay,
1: like let's just a very, very general brief, like just yes. it's it's a good chunk to kind of bite off. Like it's like a little, it's not too much. Um it's a little fun size candy bar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the fun size, yeah.
1: <laughs> and and so you talk about like books. Um, I would recommend, um, the book and we'll put it in the, in the bio, but, um, 12 faces of the goddess, Mm -hmm. um, that one has really helped me. And it's really more geared towards, um, the female, um, kind of characteristics of the signs. Um, but it gives you a good idea of kind of like an overview. Um, and then also it relates it to a goddess, um, and, and also I think it goes through like rituals and all that kind of stuff too for each, um, sign. So I, yes. I recommend that one. Um, and yeah, I can't, I know there's, there's other ones that come to mind. I I can't, I can't think of any, but yeah, I'm sure you have some maybe.
0: There's, yeah, there's quite a few. I think anything yeah. by Jeffrey Wolfgreen is going to be really great. Okay. So he's the one who started evolutionary astrology. Stephen Forrest also has really great books and is, um, a uh, part of evolutionary astrology. Uh, Liz Green, she, any of her books, I love Liz Green. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she focuses on psychological astrology. Okay. So she has the book called The Inner Planets, which I really love. Um, I think she also has a book called Saturn, A uh, New Look at Old Devil, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, those are really great. Um, there's some other books that I have, but those are more just like general astrology yeah. that you'd kind of find in any general yeah. astrology book. So I think the basics are a really great place to start, but, um, yeah, Jeffrey Wolfgreen, Liz Green, Stephen Forrest are really great options. If you want to like, kind of get into the details of like, okay, well my son is conjunct my moon. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Yeah. My, my sign, the archetypes. So yeah the archetypes is a really important thing in astrology and all three of those authors are really great at talking about the archetypes of astrology. There's, um, what is it? Um, Mark Jones, astrology, really great astrologer too. Okay. Does evolutionary astrology as well. He does a really great job of talking about like the general archetype Mm. of each sign. Um, and Dane Rudyard. Red Yar, Yes. Ari Mosha. Ollie, all really great. Deva Green. Some really good places. I don't know if I agree with everything that's ever been written by them, <laughs> but they're really interesting food for thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And they can really help with like the why mm-hmm. of it all. Because I think that's another thing that really lacks with these like general intro 101 books is they don't tell you why. They yeah. just say like, oh, Taurus is, you know. Yeah associated with venus and the bull but they don't tell you why yep
1: whereas i always i always have the question of like okay but like why yeah Yeah. why is that like i know like having a for aries having like fire sign with like the color being red that Mm -hmm. makes sense yeah but it's like okay but like why is this the animal or the symbol why like yeah like what's the the history and what's the yeah so that's where i like to kind of get into it um so I I would probably appreciate those kind of deep dives. Um, but there's other people who honestly, they just kind of, they just want to understand it to this extent and then they're fine. Like, okay, sweet. Boom. That's good. Move on to the next thing. Um, whereas I'm like, I'm going to spend way too much time going into each of these probably get sidetracked, but, um, I'm just always asking questions. So I appreciate having the options. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes. And also I think, Aside from astrology, if you look at the mythologies mm. of each of the gods that are associated, yeah. so like Venus, yep. reading about her story, because the way that popular astrology kind of describes Venus mm-hmm. is very different than what her actual mythologies yeah. are. Yep. And and we've kind of talked about this before that yep. Venus is actually a very selfish lover (laughs) and it shows in your chart too but oftentimes when popular astrology they'll say like oh venus is about marriage and all that sort of stuff and it's like Mm. venus was like they in in one of the books i think it's the inner planets liz green describes her as the sacred harlot Mm. that's what venus was (laughs) she had a mind of her own she liked But there was a sacredness in Mm. that. And so everybody has Venus in their charts. There's there's a sacred harlot in everybody.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: So. Make a t-shirt of that. Mm -hmm. The sacred harlot. The sacred harlot. (laughs) Yes. I love it. Yeah. (sighs) Yes. So there's a lot of different options. And I think, honestly, a great way to start is reading those books, Mm -hmm. reading the mythologies of them, and then some people really like to dive into the like deep stuff right away so if you want to go into evolutionary astrology go for it i've known some people who they bought like pluto like the book on pluto that jeffrey wolfgreen has and it is heavy it talks a lot about trauma um yeah all right so yeah what's about time (laughs)
1: But hey, just do whatever feels comfortable. Like if you're just like, yes, I'm going to get that book, which I'm probably just going to be like, all right, let me pull up my Amazon really quick and like (laughs) add some things to my cart. But um, I know that in all due time, like there's going to be a day where I'm like, no, I really I'm ready to dive into this and I'm going to do it. Um, And there's other days where, yeah, like I got to live in my fantasy world for a little bit and then I'll go back and I'll read the heavy stuff. But um, I think, again, having those options and having those resources is just super, super important because everybody learns differently everybody wants to approach it differently so it's there if you if you
0: want to take advantage of it yeah i agree well i think that's it from us you guys
1: you everyone for listening to today's episode next episode we continue the conversation talking about the next zodiac sign
0: taurus check out our social media we are on instagram and tiktok at the spiritual curiosity pod you can see behind the scenes uh the cards that we pull while we record and some of the books that we're reading in the meantime Stay curious.